0: You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On today's episode, we're going to be joined by John Sigler to talk about roster cuts, the addition of wide receiver Kevin White, and take a look at some overreactions across NFL fans particularly New Orleans Saints fans after the first preseason game but first we're going to get started with a look at a big practice day for the New Orleans Saints several key players returning to practice you also got a nice day from Taysom Hill and two names that I think that Saints fans will be excited to hear about standing out during the practice session all of that on today's episode and as always I'm your host Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, co-managing editor over at Canal Street your Tuesday co-host over in the national Locked On NFL podcast. We got all that and a little bit of land yap for you on today's episode of Locked On Saints, your team every day. All right, family, let's get right to it. Starting off with a quick look at the practice day for the New Orleans Saints. We'll start off with the headline, of course, being around the quarterback battle. Apparently, this was a big day for Taysom Hill. Clearly, I'm not at practice this week, so we're relying on the good folks that put the information out after practice, and by all accounts, it looks like it was a big day for Taysom Hill, although not without some moments from Jameis Winston, who also threw a touchdown to Marquez Calloway, and who had a big, deep pass to Deontay Harris. However, both of those plays reportedly coming after what would have been sacks, but You still like to see them make that pass and play through the whistle at that point during practice. But Taysom Hill having a big day, looking pretty efficient, completing most of his passes. I believe it was 12 of 19, including one in uh, excuse me, one incomplete pass that should have been completed. But one of the big things that really stood out apparently was his use of his legs, which is something we haven't gotten to see a bunch During training camp, we haven't seen it that much during the preseason either in that first game. So maybe we're about to see some more of Taysom Hill's mobility once he gets his opportunity Monday night up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Remember, he'll be taking essentially the second set of reps after Jameis Winston will open up the game against Jacksonville. Also want to talk a little bit about some players that have returned to practice, both safeties, PJ Williams and Marcus Williams making their way back to practice and maybe most notably outside of Marcus Williams, being the return of wide receiver Traquan Smith. No big news around his performance or anything like that, but still big news all told to see that he is back at practice, especially the day after they sign, or rather the same day that they sign wide receiver Kevin White, formerly of the Chicago Bears, drafted seventh overall in the first round of the 2015 draft, had an incredible college career at West Virginia with the Mountaineers. However, it didn't come together for him in the NFL, marred by injury throughout his career. Also took some time with the San Francisco 49ers, now finding his way to the New Orleans Saints because Kevari Russell is on the COVID IR list, which opened up a spot on the 85-man roster, allowing the New Orleans Saints to add Kevin White. The Saints should still be looking to add a kicker as well over the course of this week, but they invest in wide receiver first in a day where they also brought in former wide receivers that played for the New Orleans Saints whether they be in the preseason slash training camp or actually getting playing time during the regular season, Benny Fowler and Malachi Dupree. They also brought in Devin Smith as well, who was drafted in the second round of that same 2015 draft. They also brought in a couple of offensive tackles and they're going to be visiting with cornerback Brian Mills, who's going to be coming in to visit with the New Orleans Saints on Wednesday. So we'll keep an eye out on that as well as they continue to explore the cornerback market and the wide receiver market. Speaking of the cornerbacks, there's one big name, or one big name to me, that stood out in a lot of the training camp notes that we can find all around Saints News Network, as well as, of course, New Orleans.Football, The Athletic, so many different places to find the info. Lawrence Woods. Lawrence Woods was released by the New Orleans Saints, or rather waived by the Saints earlier on in the preseason, or earlier on in the offseason. Ended up returning to the Saints here recently. He's a fantastic gunner, a great special teamer, but. You saw him break up a pass in one-on-ones and a couple of passes in team drills as well. And he wasn't the only returning New Orleans Saint to get an opportunity to break up some passes in team drills. Linebacker Quan Alexander reportedly also stood out getting in on team drills already. Still less than eight months since the injury that sidelined him Christmas Day for the rest of the season and of course put him on the path for rehabilitation over the course of the offseason. And he's already on the field, not only participating in team drills but making plays and breaking up passes, getting around the ball, having really just a good time as well. Reportedly, when he broke up the pass, somebody from the sideline shouted out that it was legendary, which we know is one of Quan Alexander's absolute favorite words to use. I think in his most recent presser, he said it like six times. But it's a great sign for the New Orleans Saints who have all of a sudden turned that linebacker position into a spot where we were saying, well, there's Demario Davis and kind of nobody else. And so we have a lot of concerns there to all of a sudden being this really solid unit all of a sudden that could potentially be a strength for the New Orleans Saints defense going into the 2021 regular season. We'll see if Quan Alexander is indeed going to be ready for the regular season, but at this time, he at least looks well ahead of schedule and is looking good with the opportunities that he's getting in Saints practice. Also worth noting as well that the defensive line for the Saints continues to stand out as well, apparently having a dominating day in practice, making it tough for both of these quarterbacks. To continue to compete with one another, and honestly, the defensive line sometimes has been sort of the let's say factor when it comes to the up and down performances that we've seen from both quarterbacks during training camp and practice. So they continue to uh, really instill a lot of confidence in that defensive line unit, and looking forward to seeing them perform again here this coming almost at weekend. But they play Monday night, the twenty third on ESPN, up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. would be the next time that we get. A look at the New Orleans Saints in full speed action. Jameis Winston should start that game at quarterback and we'll see how many other starters accompany him both on the offensive and, of course, compliment him as well over on the defensive side. Coming up next, we're going to be joined by John Sigler to talk a little bit about some of the additions and subtractions for the New Orleans Saints here as of late, as well as break down some of the overreactions that we've seen all across Saints Twitter and other uh, Saints message boards, Facebook, so on and so forth. Talk about some of our favorites. Talk about whether or not they're actually overreactions, or if there is something to be excited about when it comes to this team in those specific factors: Markets, Callaway, Zach Bond, so on and so forth. So much to discuss as we continue on with today's episode of Locked On Saints. And don't forget that today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at BetOnline.ag, the fastest, and easiest, and best place to place. All of your bets, our uh, exclusive betting partners here at the Locked On Podcast Network. Over the regular season, we're going to be doing a lot of conversation around betting odds for the New Orleans Saints. We're going to be getting it all from betonline.ag. So go and check them out. Get a little bit of a head start. You can even take a look at some head-to-head action that's already up as well. And of course, if you're not a fan of betting on the NFL because you want to just enjoy the games, well, you can check out some other ways to get in on the action, including the MLB. Uh, You can look at MMA, UFC. You can even find horse racing, whenever that comes around as well. There's so much for you over on BetOnline.ag. They'll have something for everybody. So go and check them out. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for that 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. That's with your first deposit. Promo code LOCKEDON over at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked On Saints with our very special guest, our good friend John Sigler at John underscore Sigler with two R's on Twitter over at the Saints Wire with USA Today. John, thanks for, much for taking the time to join us again, man. Good to see you. Hey,
0: thanks so much for having me on the show again. It's been it's, it was a blast last time. Eager to jump here again.
1: Yeah, man, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be talking about a couple of different things, but I want to start off with the roster cuts that we saw. and the Saints actually ended up making on like Sunday. Even though they didn't need to make them until Tuesday. But we got the news of the five cuts and then an additional addition that was made on uh, Tuesday that we'll also talk about. So the five cuts for the New Orleans Saints are or at least five ways they opened up roster spots. Kyle Murphy goes to injured reserve. Brett Mayer ends up being waived injured. Prince Mukamara ended up, excuse me, Prince Mukamara ended up uh, being cut along with Stevie Scott and Noah Spence as well. So were there any surprises amongst that group
0: for you? Yeah, uh, I kind of thought that Prince of Mucamera was going to st- stick around a little longer just because he can walk upright and play cornerback. Um, and the Saints <laughs> are really low on guys like that right now. We lost another one today with Gavery uh, K- Russell. We'll-, we'll talk about him in a moment. Um, Scott, the uh, third is a little unusual with running back, but then we found out he's been injured. So that cleared that up pretty uh, fa- fairly quickly. Yeah.
1: I, I honestly thought that Noah Spence might make a little bit of a better run. He was somebody that they brought in last year. He had the preseason or pre-camp injury trying to get ready for camp, but they still brought him back this season. He had some nice days in camp this year, You know, multiple days with multiple sacks and a lot of pressure, but I noticed that on the unofficial depth chart, they moved him from uh, edge rusher to Sam linebacker. And I wonder if that had something to do with it, because there's just not a lot of room in that linebacker room at this point.
0: Yeah. So for once, the Saints had too many defensive ends. Uh, that that really hasn't been the case for a long time. Um, and so they had the guys around just to give them a fair shake of the roster. Um, Spence was one of them, and he just didn't respond well to that. I think, uh, especially on special teams, that seemed to be where the Saints really wanted to evaluate him. And Spence, he, he looked a step too slow. So it's kind of a bummer for him to, for him to go, um, especially considering his history, like you said, battling back from that ACL tear last, last summer. Um, I wasn't too floored by that or, or anything. Uh, I want to look at the kicker
1: position next because we see Brett Mayer end up being re- waived injured. So we know that it, it stems from an injury that he suffered. But New Orleans Saints, too. This time, at least at the time that we're recording this, still don't have a kicker on their roster. Obviously, it's reasonable to expect that they're going to add one before their next game. Any thoughts on where they might be able to go for all of this? They didn't even bring in any place kickers to look at on Tuesday, so it's been an interesting thing to see so far.
0: Yeah, it's really odd. Um, they, they they must have some kind of a plan to not, not brought in anybody on Tuesday. I mean, they brought in like ten players and none of them kick. You know, we, we, we joked all weekarity that the Ravens kicker. Um, maybe like stuff in the duffel bag yeah. or the flight home or something I mean and it, obviously the Saints and the Ravens have that connection that history um they, they took Justin Tucker's last intern with Will Love do it again um I just can't imagine the Ravens are going to let him leave uh you know for nothing and it wouldn't do the Saints any good to wait until the week before uh, week one to, to add some of like that so I think we'll See some, some free agent tryouts, but I really think they're banking on Will Lutz, maybe coming back sooner than expected. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of
1: sense. So we've certainly seen the Ravens pull off. I mean, they had the fifth-round draft pick that they got for uh at the time Corey vedvik And they, so they've done this a ton of times with these special teamers. And of course, that's how the Saints, of course, got Will Lutz. Uh well, they picked him up off of waivers, but you know, you could see the Ravens potentially returning something here. Next, I want to take a look at uh five more cuts that are expected to be made. On Friday. Now we know that the Saints also made an addition on Tuesday. We'll talk about that here in just a sec. But five more cuts that are expected to be made on Friday to get them down from eighty-five to eighty. Obviously, we'll see some type of a shift with the roster if they do add a kicker. But are there any players that are on the bubble for you right now that you're watching ahead of next week's next cutdown?
0: Yeah, I'm really intrigued to see how it plays out with the back with these young rookies in the secondary, all, all these safeties that they brought in. Um, Eric Burel, Deusless, uh, Bryce Thompson, all these guys are really fascinating players. They played well on Saturday, um, and I'm just to see how it shakes out with each of them. I, I hope they all stick around, get a full shake, get get the preseason games. And I've just been really impressed with, with with what they've shown us so far. So that that that's one position group I'm kind of watching as a whole. Whenever I did my 53 uh, man projection update, uh, the secondary and the linebacker core were the two really difficult spots to to down um and a large part of that was because of just how well these guys played in their own eye uh, look, looking at the linebackers um i mean mcmanus earlier he's in the mix but who i think are probably on the bubble would be chase hansen and Andrew dowell and, mm-hmm. and i'm just really curious to see what, what direction the saints go there
1: another one i would kind of keep an eye out on and maybe it's a little bit of a Last man in, first man out type of mentality, but the recent addition of RJ McIntosh, or potentially what RJ McIntosh does to the players that are competing on the interior defensive line, because we saw some kind of shakeups along that defensive line that we didn't expect to see last week because of the lack of availability at the edge rusher position to get started. So we'll see how that all adjusts going into next week. So I'm keeping a look at the trenches over the course of this next cut situation as well. But offensive line, I feel like they're going to want as long a look as they can. On those guys. Uh, I want to talk to you real quick before we wrap up this segment, before we come back, take a look at some overreactions of the newest addition for the New Orleans Saints. One guy that could potentially find himself on the bubble if he doesn't end up finding his way to being available for the Saints is uh, defensive back Kivari Russell, who they brought in just a few weeks ago, actually the same day that they brought in Prince of Mucamera. Uh, they ended up moving him to the uh, COVID reserve list. With that, with that open roster spot, they filled it with former first round, seventh overall wide receiver selection out of West Virginia, Kevin White. What's your impressions of Kevin White joining this team and getting an opportunity here with
0: New Orleans? All right. So, so full disclaimer here: I was the biggest Kevin White stand of the 2015 draft. Um, he was my dude. Um, I can distinctly remember rolling out of bed one morning, turning on the college football uh, Chick-fil-A kickoff game and watching him go catch like nine passes for 150 yards against Bama. It was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. Um, and that that really made a strong first impression. And I was I was stumping so hard for Kevin White over the next 10 months or however long it was. I, I remember him running the 4-3 at the combine. It, and everybody was freaking out because it, it, was, it was awesome. Um, and then he gets to Chicago and he gets hurt. And he gets hurt again, and then they pick Mitch Trubisky, and that kind of made like the cement shoes they threw him in the river with. Um, and yeah, it's so, so Kevin, Kevin White. He's just been snake bit, you know. He he landed on IR twice in back to back years with the Bears. Um, he hasn't caught a pass. I think he's caught one pass over. What was it? I looked at? It, I was looking at his, his game blogs earlier. He's caught one pass since like. October 2019, I think. Um, he didn't catch a single pass with the, with the Niners last year. Yeah, he, he's just flamed out so so poorly. And it's really disappointing to see for someone who was such an exciting draft prospect. So the one thing I can say is that I like Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston, Ian Book, and Trevor Simeon better than I like Mitchell Trubisky. Um, and I like Sean Payton a lot better than the, anyone on the, the Bears coaching staff. So we'll see how it goes. You know, maybe maybe he is feeling the pressure a bit. He's he's in good shape. Maybe he's ready to contribute. Uh, they had a crowd of free agents to compare him against, and clearly they thought he was the best option. So we'll see where it goes. You know, at this point, I'm, I'm just I'm not too confident that he'll be able to help the team much. Um, but he is a good pro, good 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 player to bring in for an extended tryout. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that they picked him over
1: former New Orleans Saint Benny Fowler. Who's actually been in the system before that they had last year. So So we'll see. I mean, maybe there's something there. Right, right. So maybe there's something there when it comes to Kevin White, but I'm not going to get my hopes up about it until we see it, I guess is the way that I would say. I'm going to see it and then I'll believe it. Coming up next, y'all, John is going to hang out for a little while longer and we're going to take a look at some overreactions across New Orleans Saints social media and have a little bit of fun here to wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints continuing on here in just a moment. You're with the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, y'all, and before we get to those overreactions, there's no overreaction here. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. Your favorite protein bar, even though, even if you haven't tried it yet. If you have tried it, you already know that's your absolute favorite. But I really, really believe that if you took a Built Bar and a candy bar and you blind taste tested them, that Built Bars would win 10 times out of 10, 11 times out of 10. I love these things. And they've been absolutely fantastic. And they're absolutely fantastic for you as well. You get your 18, 17, 18 grams of protein, but you're only getting four or five grams of sugar, four or five grams of net carbs, and a calorie count between 130 to 180 calories. And that's it. So go and check these out. They're also high in fiber as well. Great for whatever type of a diet you're on. And they're fantastic pre-workout, post-workout, or if you just need something to get you past that sort of 3 p.m. slump so you can get to the end of your workday. Go and check them out over at Built.com. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, so you can get 15% off of your next order of Built Bars over at built.com. Let's get it, Huda Nation, wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints with our good friend John Sigler at John underscore Sigler with two R's managing editor over at Saints Wire with USA Today. He's come to join us, talk a little bit about roster cuts in the last segment. Now, we're to talk a bit about overreactions. So, let's start off with a fun one here, John, and talk about these overreactions. um Look, Marquis Calloway is a bona fide Hall of Famer. Overreaction or not?
0: Not at all. You know, I, th- I think he's going to get in the Hall of Fame before uh, Marcus Colston will. I mean, it was incredible. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, all, all jokes aside, Calloway was so impressive. And I really want to highlight who he was playing against. It wasn't like the Ravens pulled their you know, starting corners for this game. They had Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey out there. Uh, between the two of them, I believe they've got like three spots on uh, first team all pros across the years, uh, multiple pro Bowls. Uh, these are two very effective number one corners that he just went out and bullied uh, for that first quarter. So that was super impressive. Um, it sold me. I w- I've been a bit skeptical on Callaway over the summer. So that was great to see, and I'm really intrigued uh, to see how he – um produces with this opportunity in front of him. Yeah, you know, it wouldn't shock me. If if it happened, I wouldn't be in shambles or anything like um but I think he's got to show more uh, Sean Payton was asked about his big game and what Payton said was well, it was not a big game. He fumbled. And so we we've got to see him improve that ball security um at least in Payton's eyes that that that's the number one quality. You know, it didn't seem like he was considering that the other two running backs also fumbled on the night as well. So there there are very high standards for running back play in New Orleans. Um, Latavius Murray didn't meet them. Bonte Freeman did not meet them. And from the sounds of, from what Sean Payton at least told the media, Tony Jones Jr. did not meet them either. So we'll see how it plays out. You know, I, I rolled the dice a bit this, this week with my, uh, roster update. I did have Tony Jones making the team over both Murray and Freeman. Um, which was a bit, a bit bit, of a hot take, um, and, and I'll, I'll take that. That's fine. That's me being reactionary. That That's what this time of the year is for. N- none of us are going to post the perfect roster projection three weeks out from, from final cuts. Having some fun with it, seeing how it plays out. Yeah, and so I looked back a few years ago. Uh, the Saints carried just three running backs as recently as 2019, and so we shouldn't just automatically assume that they're going to carry four. If Murray and Freeman continue not playing well, in the preseason, we shouldn't assume that they're just going to make the team just because they're you know the two established uh, veterans behind Alvin Kamara. So we'll see how it plays out. But Tony Jones was super um exciting to see. Um just a great uh zone scheme runner, very decisive with his cuts, his vision. Saw so much to like, and I'm really eager to see more from him. But I do think that I mean, you look at these these running backs, the New Orleans
1: Saints have never been shy about moving on from running backs. You know, we've seen them, you know, we've seen fans fall in love with Boston Scott, Devina Zigbo and other running backs that just didn't make the cut for the Saints because of their sort of high standard, understandably so, for what they want in that position. So Tony Jones Jr. Still more to show as far as I'm concerned. And another guy that maybe doesn't have any more to show. I don't know. I, I think he does, but I've seen a lot of people talk about it. Paul Sinadibo is ready to step into the cornerback two position opposite Marshawn Lattimore in 2021 overreaction or no?
0: Man, um... He, he made a strong audition. <laughs> uh, no, no. Sean Payton said after the game, I, I keep going back to his post-game comments to to really guide my analysis here. Like, what is he thinking? And Sean Payton said, like, hey, he was tested a lot. And he was. I mean, uh, Devo saw more targets than anyone else in the secondary. As you pointed out earlier this week on Twitter, Russ... And he responded so well to that. And that was so encouraging. I'm just not sure I'm ready to throw him out into the fire against Aaron Rodgers um, right out of the gates. You know, I would much rather, you know, rather than like risk breaking his confidence by putting him up against one of the best quarterbacks of this generation. I would rather see if Ken Crawley is legit. Uh, I mean, he's undefeated. He was undefeated. In, in training camp, Crawley was, so I think I would rather lean him at CB2 at least to open the season. Um, if he gets burnt by Rogers, which he probably will, then then you can say, okay, we're going to go with another option. We're going to go with the rookie and see how he responds, rather than the minute you hit the field, put the rookie out there and, and say, all right, have fun. Uh, watch out for 12. Um, keep the ball in front of you, and uh, good luck against uh, against these guys. So I would like to see more from from, from Adibo, but what we've seen so far is so encouraging that I, I would understand if that's the direction the Saints end up going
1: in. What you do against Trace McSorley is not always equal to what you can do against Aaron Rodgers, but obviously Paul <laughs> Adebo is, you know, obviously Paul Adibo is somebody that I've been very high on all throughout the draft process. I would just like to see him continue his trajectory so far, which has been a very positive one, and give them no other choice but to start him, as opposed to feeling like at this early in the stage, it almost feels like he would be getting started out of necessity, out of anything else. So I'd rather it be because he's continued this trajectory, continued this development, and essentially gave them no other choice but to go out there and let him be that guy opposite Marshawn Lattimore or at the cornerback two spot. We don't know. I mean, we still have to see what happens with Marshawn Lattimore. He might find the field week one anyway, but if you can help it, then I wouldn't do it right off the bat. I completely agree with you. John, always a pleasure to have you here on the show, man. Make sure that you go and follow John on Twitter at John underscore Sigler with two R's. And of course, check out all the fantastic work being done over at Saints Wire with USA Today. Appreciate you coming on, buddy. Always a pleasure to see you. All right, family. One more big thank you to our good friend, John Sigler from over at USA Today's Saints Wire. Make sure you throw him a follow on Twitter at John underscore Sigler with two R's. Big thank you to John for coming through and having some fun today. And we'll get to have more fun here throughout the week. Remember, the New Orleans Saints Jacksonville Jaguars don't meet until Monday night, so we effectively get an additional preview episode. So Friday, we're going to do a bit of a mailbag. If you've got questions, drop them in the YouTube comments if you're watching on YouTube. If you want to join the Locked on Saints Facebook group, you can drop them there at facebook.com group slash Locked on Saints. And of course, you can always drop me a line over at Ross Jackson Nola coming up on to or excuse me on Twitter coming up tomorrow, though, we're going to take a look, a more appropriate look at our 53 man roster. We won't worry so much about the overreactions this time around. We'll get you caught up on all the news that you need to know and then truly update our projected 53 man roster ahead of the second preseason game, which we'll check back in on. After that preseason game next week, where we'll worry about preview and players to watch and all of that on Monday. Thanks y'all for coming through for another episode here at Locked On Saints and making me a part of your day. For your next listen, head over to Locked On Bets to check out everything you need to win your bets here throughout the rest of the week. For everything in between, y'all, you know you can always find me on Twitter at Ross Jackson N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how your mom and them and trust you, that nation. I'll holler at you.